Hey, Jerry, I'm so excited. Our podcast, Because I Want to Know and Hibbly Horror Stories, are doing a live event together in the Dallas area. Yep, Saturday, October 16th. It's going to be so much fun. Dude, you just completely ignored the fact that Mysterious Circumstances and Hillbilly Horror Stories have a live event the night before in Galveston, Texas. I did not. As a matter of fact, Justin, I was just going to bring up the Galveston show on Friday, October 15th. Jerry, why are you doing a commercial with Justin? Once again, you have given him special treatment over me. Besides, we have a special private dinner show in Memphis on that Tuesday, October 12th. Tracy, I would never give anyone preferential treatment over you. Of course you wouldn't. Thank you, Justin. Um, hello? Leslie Fear over here. Now everyone's ignoring me. Enough! Get your tickets and more information at hillbillyhorrorstories.com. We will see you there unless we kill each other first. Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey everyone, today I'm joined with my friend Wendy Coke, and she has a podcast called A Juicy Pear Podcast. She's also a writer. Her first book, A Gray Resort, just released last year. She's working on book two, and guys, she's fantastic. Uh, welcome to the show, Wendy. I am so excited to be here with you, Leslie. So excited. Well, I am very happy that you're here, and uh, you had me on your show, and you were so gracious about it, and so I was like, you know, I got to have you on mine. My listeners need to know what you're all about. Like I said, we have so much in common. You have a podcast. You're also a writer. Yes. So tell me what got you writing, and then what got you into doing podcasting? Well, um, the writing part, I've always loved to write. I've enjoyed writing. I've you know, when I was a little girl living on the summer resort, which a great resort is based on, you know, I would just sit, I did more poetry and short stories at that time, but yeah, it was just my escape. I love to write. And I just felt at home writing my feelings down on paper. I just felt like I was a better communicator that way. And I had all these different stories. And, um, you know, as I got older, I kind of got away from it a little bit. And gee, like in 2004, when I had my first set of twins. So I have two sets of twins. That is, that's so crazy. It must run in your family. And by the way, I want my listeners to know, we're going to go there with some of those stories about where you grew up on that lake. Because you got some good stories, some good haunted stories. So yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. You know, back to the book. But I, I, it was so fun making that book because it, it brought back so many memories about that lake when my parents owned the resort and all the people that we had at the resort and the parties that they yeah. had. But anyway... Yeah, so when I had my first set of twins, and then three years later, I had my second set of twins, you know, I was in the throes of parenting, you know, diaper changes, uh, you know, my one daughter had colic quite bad, and um, she had it for about 18 months. Wow. And uh, yeah, so my husband and I are like, how is the earth getting populated? This is very, <laughs> very difficult, <laughs> you know? And we're both patient people, you know. He worked long hours as a UPS driver, so he wouldn't get home till late. You know, my family lived out of state, and so it was kind of just me. My mother-in-law would come when she could. And, you know, my parents did come, but they stayed for about two, three weeks, which was quite helpful. But then, you know, they had to go back home and stuff. So it was just pretty much me and child rearing, and, you know, it was difficult. And to escape from all that, I kind of picked up the pen again and started writing things down you know, things that I would get inspiration from throughout the day. And I thought, 
you know, I really need to write a book. I've always wanted, you know, I had written two books when I was younger. I never published them. Right. They're just you know, sitting there collecting dust. And, you know, a couple, one was about 200 pages. So I just thought, you know, I didn't want to outline or get into the particulars of the book. I just sat and wrote. I wrote down what I was feeling, um, you know, what made me happy and things. And it just kind of took a life of its own. Yeah. So um, as I was writing some of these chapters, I would get very excited when I was writing, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be good. Yeah. And I could tell when I was getting like that, I'm like, I wonder if this is going to resonate with anybody else. Well, you know what's so cool, though, Wendy, is the fact that you lived it. So it's that much more authentic. I write about places in some of my books where I actually lived because it's way more true that way. So when you were going through some of the, can you talk a little bit before we go into the meat of some of your, your books, can you tell me some of the things that happened that kind of scared you or, or you kind of had a gift too, didn't you? You kind of had a gift as well, right? Yeah. Well, I sort of have an intuitive sense, the sixth sense or the shining, whatever you want to call it. I, I did have that. I had it right away when I was young. And I kind of describe it in a little bit of detail in the first chapter of my book, A Gray Resort. Right. So I'll say a little bit about it. So my grandparents, they owned the resort. And so my parents bought the resort from them. Okay. So when I was about seven or eight years old, they're all kind of sitting around the table. And, you know, my grandparents were getting ready to go down to Florida. They were going to go on a trip, okay. summer trip. And my parents were going to take care of the resort and just kind of give them, you know, an idea what it was going to be like to run the resort. Right. So during that time, I got like a very strong feeling that it wouldn't maybe be such a good idea if they went to Florida, especially for my grandmother. Really? Yeah. I knew right away. I thought, okay, if she is going to go there on this trip, I will never see her again. It was a very strong feeling. Really? And like a premonition. Was, oh, yeah. No, I'm going to bring you shells and stuff. And I'm like, no. You're not going to bring me shells. And being a young girl, I just, you know, blabbed out what I thought. And I right. said, if you go there, you're going to die over there. Oh, my and gosh. I'm never, yeah. And they thought, oh, gosh, you know, you got quite the imagination. Well, how old were you, yeah. Wendy? I was about seven or eight. I was, okay. I was young. You were young. And um, interestingly enough, my mom, and I didn't know about this at the time. I knew, like, maybe 15, 20 years later, my mom had that same feeling. And that's really? kind of where I got that from. Oh. Yeah. But she didn't say it at the time. She didn't say it at the time. Okay. In fact, I was quite a bit older when she told me the story that she felt the same way. But yeah, so they, you know, my grandparents were there. And yeah, she, she was killed by a drunk driver down there. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, oh, oh my yeah, God. But it you. Was quite, it was quite a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. How did, wait a minute, did you and your mother talk about it at all? Or did you just kind of, you know how we all swished it under the rug and didn't really talk much about it? And, oh, yeah, that's little Wendy telling her she's going to die. And, you know, I mean, I didn't know if it came out that way or you guys just didn't talk about it. No, we didn't talk about it. She didn't say anything to me about it until I was older. And, you know, I kind of noticed things that she would predict and things. And I'm like, what? how did that work? I'll tell you another story about that, too. Um, But. Yeah. She said, you know, we have this gift. She goes, I had it since I was younger. She goes, your grandmother has it. And when you said that, I didn't want to say anything, but I had the same feeling. Like, what are you supposed to do? You know? Um, And let me, let me preface this. When she said your grandmother has it, the one that actually did die, correct? No, this was her mom. Okay. But, but another thing, yeah, your mom's mom. So this is your dad's mother who was okay. But I do know that it's, it's people that have any abilities can't do themselves. Like they can't, they can't read themselves, right? right, right so right. In, in my mind, I was going, if it were your mother's mother, 
she wouldn't have known. Obviously, it wasn't. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're so intuitive to everything around you. You're like a sponge that you really kind of let yourself go. You don't really know what's going on with yourself. Right. But yeah, so that was quite scary for me. I was uh, when I found out I, you know, when you're developing in your formative years, that really kind of changed me. Uh, I was like, how was I privy to this information? I thought I was kind of a bad I thought I was bad or something was wrong with me. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, I'm left-handed, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. But it took some people saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's a gift. It's wow. an intuitive gift that you have. You can choose what you want to do with it. And I feel like people, anybody, if you're really in tune to your um, senses, you know, anybody could really, I'm not saying everybody can predict things, but, Everyone has sort of a gift if you are open to it. You know, a lot of people are blocked to it. That scares them. They don't want nothing to do with it. And I don't think it's evil. I just think some things that you get as gifts, I think it's maybe a gift from God. I don't know. Well, and I think it's a religious thing. Some people think it's, you know, it's against Mm -hmm. how they believe. And that's that's totally fine. Do you feel like you still have this? Well, I feel like since I've... I've gone on a lot of different podcasts talking about my book, yeah. talking about what happened, and I feel like it's opened the door on it a little bit. Really? So it's up to me. Yeah. So it's up to me whether, you know, I want to be privy to information like that again. And it can be overwhelming. It really can. Like, I'll go to a grocery store, and I almost I have to, before that. I walk in the store, I have to, like, okay, I can't be a sponge to all these people's problems and and details and what they're going through. Because if I absorb all that, it's just going to be exhausting for me, you know? Yeah. But I did have, I don't know. I mean, I just brushed past um, somebody and uh, I I got a really, really bad feeling that this person, um, you know, this person just did something that wasn't very, that was nefarious. Yeah. And I, at the the grocery store, at the grocery store. (laughs) What what? So you didn't know what they did. You just knew something. They had done something bad. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. What did you do? I was like, I'm going to go into a different section of the store. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get some yogurt over here on the opposite side of the store. I'm going to be in dairy. You can go and stay in the fruit stand. <laughs> oh my I was, gosh. Yeah. That's craziness. And was this recently? Yeah. As soon as, um, I don't know, he brushed past me. So once he, he brushed past my arm, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was just, you know, he was walking past and I got this heavy, heavy feeling. And I looked around, I'm like, where is that? And it was like, oh, it's from here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See, that's yeah. really interesting, though. I didn't, I mean, I didn't realize this was still kind of part of your life. You know, you, you and I, we talk and we're friends, but we haven't really gone into depth about this part of it. And I was so glad we're doing that on my podcast because it makes it so much more interesting. This is so fun. So yeah, well, it can be, um, you know, I still have a lot of questions about it. I don't have all the answers. I don't know where it comes from. It's not like, you know, I wake up and pull it out of the sky and like, okay, tell me. What's going to happen today? It doesn't happen like that. It's totally out of the blue, totally just unscripted. You know, I'll be doing something very random, getting ice cream or something. And then all of a sudden I'll get this very strong, intuitive hit. And then I'll look around. Where is it coming from? And usually if I can see somebody, you know, with their eyes or whatever, I can tell. I'm like, oh, okay. And I don't, you know, I don't say anything. Right. especially I don't know the person. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, You're not walking up to him and going, hi, I, I have, 
abilities. And uh, I think you've done something nefarious. And I'm going to call the police now. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't get it with people that I'm, I don't know, I, I get it more for, well, I did have that with my grandmother, and I was very close to her. But as I got older, I mean, I had it with, I don't want to get into it too much, but a couple classmates of mine, I knew something was going to happen and something oh. did. Yeah. And that was, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that was sort of scary. And that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to close the door on that because, you know, I just want to get on with my life and do my life and not have right. that. But now since I've gone on these podcasts and talking about my book and the things that happen on the resort and um, yeah. it just brings back such warm, bittersweet memories. Cause you know, my dad's passed on. But he was such a salt of the earth kind of person. Everybody loved my dad. He was so wonderful that way. And my mom and dad both bringing people together. And they had so many different parties or gatherings, I should say, and all the different fun things that happened on the resort. And it was very fun writing my book because I I thought back to um, the different things that happened. I had forgotten some of the things. And it was it was just an interesting way to uh, get back into the throes of writing and I thought it would make a great backdrop for a story, which it has. Um, I have a small following now that are like, when is your second book coming out? When is it coming out? Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. No, because I wasn't able to finish it because we, you and I have been doing podcasts and all these things, and we do it all our own selves. And I know you started my book. I've started your book. And the first, I think the first 20 or 30 pages, I was loving it. And then I had to do something else, and I just have not been able to pick it back up. But I totally do because I'm a voracious reader. I love it. No, I love it. So I will get back into it. Oh. But I'm telling you, that's what's made this book. It's won an award. Uh, the American, what was it? It's called the American Fiction Award. You know, I thought, I'll go ahead and send my book in. There's all these different contests and things. And I, it, it sounded interesting. I'm like, oh, I'll go ahead and enter this. And I completely forgot that I entered it. And then six months later, I get this wonderful email and thing in the mail that said, your book was selected as, there was all these different categories. And they said, your book was selected as a winner for the 2020 award for um, best romance slash paranormal book. And I'm, oh my gosh, because there's, you know, finalists and stuff, but I, I won it in that category. So very, very, very no, congratulations. You know, I, I didn't even think to do that for my book. Not that I would win, but um, that's so wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. But no, <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But no, I love that you and I both write paranormal romance. I think that's cool. And I also think it's cool that we both have a podcast. So let's talk a little bit about that too. Tell me about a Juicy Pear podcast. You have a co-host. So tell me all about that. So we decided, well, I pretty much decided that I wanted to do a podcast. And, you know, um, we started it last year and our first episode came out in November And when we were discussing it, you know, my co-host, Sean, I do a lot of the interviews. She does them, you know, when she can. Um, I have a lot more flexibility than she does. And perfectly fine. We have a great um, balance with each other. I feel very comfortable interviewing uh, on my own. Um, I feel very comfortable interviewing, you know, with her alongside me. She's a great balance. But, you know, she is, um, she's divorced. She has a lot of different things that have happened to her. She had a brain aneurysm. And I've she had an and she had a near death experience, didn't she? Yes, she did. So yeah, wow. we did an episode about that. And you know, I'm married. I have four teenagers. You know, I used to be in the service, and we just between the two of us, we had some interesting stories. And we thought, you know what, this would be kind of fun Absolutely. to do a podcast. Yeah. You know, do a, a fun kind of storytelling. You know, just get into uh, the meat of who a person is and how they got there. 
you know, I just found it interesting. And so we just took off with it. And uh, I came up with the Juicy Pear Podcast. I have a lot of people, how did you come up with that name? That's such a cool <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I came up with a bunch of different names and I gave them to Sean. She narrowed it down to like five. And I was secretly hoping that she would pick a Juicy Pear. Sure. And I hope she picks that. And she's like, you know what? I like that juicy pear. Let's do that one. She goes, uh, with the graphics and fonts and everything, that would work out well. Um, you know, a juicy story, whatever. I think that would be great. I'm like, fantastic. Let's do it. So we went with that. Yeah. And we've been consistently, you know, we have an episode that comes out once a week. We love talking to people who have overcome obstacles. We love talking to all kinds of creative type of people, musicians, artists, authors, entrepreneurs, firemen. Basically, if you got a cool story, we want to hear about it. You know, Absolutely. we want, and then, you know, we want to uh, inform as well as make people laugh too, have a little bit of joy. So yeah, that's kind of why we started it, and we're having a great time. Oh, it's yeah. been fun. Well, and whether you're with her or not, it's still a lot of fun to listen to. You got some wonderful guests. Uh, my listeners don't know. I met you on Clubhouse. Uh, which was so funny that we met that way because I don't normally meet people that way. And we just start talking and you and I, we hit it off. I don't know what it is. I know. I don't either because it's so, you know, what's so funny. I, I barely go on clubhouse. I, I barely go on it. And for some reason that day, and I'm glad you reminded me because I couldn't remember where we met, but we hit it off right away. We're starting, I think, what are we were in that room and we were giggling and laughing. <laughs> we ended up like being the only people left in the room when you and I were just still talking. I mean, we talked for like an hour. But we hit it off and gosh, I'm so glad we, I went to um, Clubhouse that day. Yeah. We do. No, I know. No, and it's it's because we had well, and that's the thing. We had so much in common. It was like, oh, you do this and you write that, and and I have a podcast. Oh, I have one too, and that's why I'm in here. And it to me, podcast is so phenomenal, though. Oh my gosh, you get the most fabulous, interesting, wonderful guest girl. Oh my goodness, you do. Very sweet. Thank you. I I love all the the crazy guests, you know, uh, whether they're, um, way out there or not, I want to hear their story, you know, and, and uh, so far does too, even if they, if, even if they don't want to admit it, like, Oh no, I don't listen to that. Oh yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. They'll be right on your, (laughs) well, yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to want to hear about a fairy, but some people may want to hear about a mobster that's actually gone live today. Yeah, I know. Right. 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 I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to listen to it later today and I can't wait Girl, it's an hour and 46 minutes long. Now, I know you were ripping your hair out trying to edit that thing. Because <laughs> we're just talking off recording um, sometimes how hard it can be, you know, just getting a podcast up and running, editing everything that goes into it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, it took me, well, it was a two-hour interview by the time it was like a little over two, and I, I got it down to about an hour and 46 minutes. And I know a lot of my listeners say, I, I we would love longer episodes, and you got one today. Um oh but girl, it... I have to ask you something very important. Yeah. How did you get through a two-hour interview without getting up to go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know. I, I was very enthralled with him, and I was able to do it no problem. Um, and we even talked for another 30 minutes after that, and he had me on his radio show. It was like, what? Fantastic. I love it. Well, and coolest people through podcasting. Well, that's what I thank you. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we're all kind of trying to hunker down and, and kind of stay low again, you know, just be careful and, and not go to too many different places all the time. And right. so this is so such a great outlet for me, because as you know, we both are creatives. Um, I'm not in the process of writing a book right now. I've written three in the last 
year, finished three in the last oh three years, year and, well, year no, and a half. Repeat that again. You've written three. In the last year. year Girl. Year yeah, well, How do you? I, I actually was like a year and a half. Let me, let me preface that about a year and a half, but, and I'm, I'm a little burnt out. So I'm just taking a little time off. My last book was released in March, last March. So, and it's doing very well. And, um, I'm also on Wattpad. I don't know if you've been on Wattpad. It's a writer. Yeah. When I wrote Graveyard Watchman, I wrote the first book on there and it went viral and it's still doing well. So, but it's, it's the first book is free, but it's before I had it edited or whatever, but back to you, it's not about me. So it was funny. It's about you as well, girl. Come on. We're podcasters and authors. We got to pimp each other out. (laughs) (laughs) Where are my gold chains and my big feather in my cap? Uh, no, uh, Wendy and I were on the phone the other day and she was like, Hey, have you seen those trays they make those cooter trays they make? Uh, whatever. (laughs) You remember that? No. Cooter trays. What the heck are you talking about? You were talking about it. It was the charcuterie tray. Okay, so my mind will automatically just go to the, the not so nice place. So I'm like, I'm quite certain I would not like discuss cooter trip. Okay, I, I gotcha. No, and it was, I don't think you quite said it that way. I may be remembering it wrong, but I laughed so hard. Charcuterie. Yes. Charcuterie trays, folks. That's what we're talking about. Get your minds out of the gutter. We're talking about charcuterie trays. <laughs> For parties, you know, like where they have the meat and the cheese and the crackers. And the grapes <laughs> and the fruit, yeah. And they're all over, like, the, you know, Instagram and TikTok and how you can make them and all that. And she, we were talking, and I think we laughed for several minutes over that. That was so <laughs> funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me, let's talk a little bit more about your book now. So tell me what it's about. I know it's about the Gray Resort, but tell us, is it kind of that dirty dancing kind of resort where people would go? Is it kind of like that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had people say that, you know, when I read your book, right away, I thought about that resort in a dirty dancing. And I'm like, you know what, it was similar to that. I mean, we didn't have our own restaurant and, you know, all these entertainment acts that they had, but sure, it was along the lake, you know, we had three dots, um, you know, canoes and boats, and we had a nice pool. And we had eight cabins, and I didn't realize then how good we had it. I just didn't, you know. Um, I don't have a place on the water now. I wish I did. But um, it was just a very fun way to grow up. So I thought I would start a little bit about some of the paranormal things that happened on the resort. And it is kind of focused on the character Brooke Larkin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she goes fishing one summer evening, and she kind of gets the shock of her life. Mm -hmm. You know, and then events kind of just transpire from there. And I pepper in a little bit of the paranormal here and there. And she kind of notices that she has a special intuitive sense. And she kind of picked up on what she saw out there while she was fishing. And I thought, you know what, that's just going to make a great premise for the book. And yeah, 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 because you kind of get a hook, line and sinker at the beginning. (laughs) But I'm bump. I'll be here all week. No, so tip your waiters. No, I'm kidding. Um, so no, it, it really does. It starts out really well and it's fast paced and it kept my attention. So that was good. Um, no, it really did. And you kind of base her on you with a little bit with some of the things you can do, you know, with just your abilities. So there was that similarity. And I, I know how you feel about that because I do the same thing in some of my books. So I get that. But so like I said, you won an award and your Juicy Pear podcast, you just started it last November. Guys, listen to her podcast. It's really good. And she has some fantastic guests, different than my guests, which is a good thing because we need diversity. 
<laughs> you know, and yeah, and you talk about I think you had someone on recently that didn't they recover from something? Oh, gosh, I I have so many different people oh, on, today. to be honest with you. I had an actor on the other day. Yeah. I had was it ADHD or was it? Autism? Oh, oh, well, yeah. Well, this morning I dropped an episode. Um, her name is Stormy Lewis. So she has bipolar and ADHD. Okay. And she okay. kind of talks about um, in depth about living with that as well. And she's an author as well. She has a trilogy out. And um, I thought it'd be interesting to, you know, have her on the show, have her talk about her books. And, um, you know, she was very transparent in discussing her mental health, which I just find very, um, I'm very appreciative of that because, you know, I want to help people. That's another goal too of the podcast is I don't want people to feel, you know, like alone, like they're going through this sort of whatever it is that they're going through feeling alone, because that's such a horrible Right. Horrible right. feeling. And, you know, I want storytelling and giving people of your time, I feel right now is just so important mm. because, um, you know, life right now is so chaotic. It's so like you're on to the you know, next thing. People really aren't listening to each other. They're trying to get their main point across. And they're just it's just something I feel like refreshing in giving people of their time. I think it's the most important thing you can do. You know, I feel like it's very respectful of other people's time. And I just so enjoy to hear what makes people tick, you yeah, know. Absolutely. No, I, I that's why I named my podcast what I did. And I'm like you. I mean, I'm sometimes I'm even early on my interviews. And I do that all the time to some of my guests because I'm like, hey, I'm ready when you are. And they're like, isn't it at a certain time? And I'm like, but I'm ready early, just so you know. <laughs> because well, you like your job so much. I, I hear you. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Um. One thing I'll have to say, because we're going to do pet peeves. One pet peeve that I um, sometimes communication is lost too. Ugh, that's a pet peeve of mine too. It's hard to get, you know, pinpoint people, get them, you know, what time you want to do this? What time? You, I mean, it's all part of it. Right. But yeah, that can be, that can be tricky, but I'm, you know, willing to do that because I have so much fun doing it. Right. I, I really want to go to, um, I think uh, hopefully next year they might have, they had the, a big podcast convention in Nashville. And they just, I think it's going on now, really wanted to go down there for that. But maybe next year. Yeah, that'd be, see, that'd be fun, wouldn't Leslie, it? Let's go. Let's go to get. <laughs> well, I've got Book Bonanza coming up um, in July of 2022. It's a big signing event that we have in Dallas. And we haven't, the last couple of years, we've had to cancel it. So, or the last year we had to cancel it. So we'll have it next yeah. year. Uh, well, 20 and 21, we had to, so two years. Yeah. And it's a big, huge event. I was, well, and I, I, well, I went to the last one and I, they sat me on a panel, an author panel next to E.L. James, who wrote 50 Shades of Gray. Yeah. And so I was, well, and I'm sitting next to her. She's delightful. Erica is delightful, by the way. And we're sitting next to each other and they're talking about, Hey, how did you get into this? You know, and you know, there's a huge audience and it's a big room and I'm just like sweating. And I'm literally sitting next to her and she gets the microphone before me and she said, well, I started out, you know, writing fanfic and, you know, and then she said, and then it just kind of went viral. And next thing I knew, I was talking to producers and TV people and she was kind of in the TV industry already just on the backdrop of that. And she goes, then I started going to like premieres because they wanted to make a movie and all these things. And then she goes, so that was my story. And then they hand the microphone to me. Right. And I'm just like, 
Well, you know, I, I've been to so many premieres. And, and the second I started saying that, because, you know, I was trying to act a little funny, the whole place just started cracking. It because they knew I, I hadn't. So, uh, and it made it better for me. But then I was just like, yeah, well, I've got, you know, however many books under my belt and told him a little bit about mine and kind of moved on. But I looked at her and I said, you expect me to follow that? You know? <laughs> what did she say to that? What she laughed. She thought that was funny. And she kind of shrugged. She goes, you know, well, you know, it is my story. <laughs> so. I wonder if she's going to write any more books because I have a. Um, she wrote her latest one was Mister, and I think oh, that was great. yeah. And I'm sure she's going to write more. I haven't. Um, I have been so busy on my own. I've been kind of getting away from all the author stuff as far as keeping up with all my. I mean, I keep up with them and I like their posts and stuff, but I don't get yeah. to see all of them because I'm, I'm friends with so many of them. I'm sure you are too. Yeah. So yeah, no, I hear you. Um, it's. Like working on my second book right now, yes. over the summer, it's done. But the editing part, I tell you what, about ready to rip my hair out and throw oh. the book out the darn window. It has been, it's not a joke. It's hard. You know, I remember writing the book. It's fun to write. That's my, the free flow writing process, the most fun part of writing. I don't care for the editing and that's editing is a must. Yes. And some with a different set of eyes has to see your work. Not just you, I feel like right. I, I absolutely have to, you know, get somebody else. So I, you know, got an editor and we're going back and forth on different things. And it's just stressful, but it's a necessary part of the process. Right. And um, I think we've got most of it done. And now I'm kind of struggling to figure out when it's going to come out. So because, you know, they always want to have pre-sales, you know, right. a, a significant amount of time for pre-sale. And I just don't know if I'm going to have that time, maybe a month. So if it comes out like in three months, yeah. I'll have like maybe a month before Christmas. I don't know. I have to figure out that stuff. Right, but uh, right. very excited for the second book. Uh, very. What's, what's the name of the second book? I'm not going to say. Oh, you're not telling. Oh, it's a yeah, secret. No, okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I will tell you off uh, off recording. Absolutely. Okay. But I want to keep it secret for now. Yeah. So I have. Um, it is, it, it's the, it's a sequel, though. It is a sequel to the first book, right? It, it, it sequel it's considered a sequel but i wanted to make it a standalone book as well okay. like someone could pick it up and kind of know what's going on you know not be like oh what's going on here okay. so um yeah i'm introducing a bunch of new characters Ooh. and all the old characters are going to be back lyle and cassie my two favorite characters from a gray resort is going to be in there with a few others um nice. yeah so i'm very excited to um have people read it and yeah i just i can't wait well, you know, like I said, it's won an award. You're doing something right, girl. And a lot of people are asking. No. You know what? I didn't even, I can't believe I haven't even mentioned this. Um, so I'm also, and I should mention this, is I can't say the date, but it's going to be later this month. I'm part of an anthology. Nice. So a, different authors from around the world wrote this book. It's called Thriving Beyond Crisis. So it's all these different short stories, and I'm a part of that. I'm one of the authors, and that's coming out into this month. Nice. And we're very excited about that. Yeah, so stay tuned on all the, my socials. I'm going to be promoting that as well. And um, it's going to help women in need. And uh, we're very excited. And it's all different kinds of stories, uh, uplifting stories, resilient stories. Right. And I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, while we're talking about social media, let my audience know where to find you, how to contact you, where you are uh, in the social media world. Yeah, so I have my Instagram is Wendy Coke, and then just the number four, Wendy Coke four. I have a Facebook group uh, called A Juicy Pair Podcast for our podcast. Just go on there. You can 
follow there. I also have my author page on Facebook. It's Wendy M. Koch Author, and my last name is spelled K-O-K. I have a website, wendymcokeauthor.com. I have a podcast website, a juicypairpodcast.com. You can go on a juicypairpodcast.com, download episodes straight from your phone. We make it easy. We're on all the directories. And um, yeah, I think I named them all. (laughs) I have a YouTube, a Juicy Pair podcast. And every once in a while, I'll post on there. We do like a two or three minute teaser of an episode, but not every week. So um, we have a channel there as well. Yeah. No, and I'll post all your links in my show notes. So you'll have everything. And and I don't know if there's just one website I can go to that has everything, but but what I'll do is I'll look that up and we'll figure that out. And I'll put the Facebook or the the Instagram or whatever, wherever you want me to do. And uh, girl, you have been delightful. And I appreciate your time today. I love talking to you. We have so much fun together. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show, Leslie. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Well, I love providing because I want to know to you at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can donate to the show at my PayPal at lesliefear at yahoo.com. Any support you give will be sincerely appreciated as I'm a one-woman show and I do all my own producing, all my own recording, and all my own scheduling. And I appreciate any amount you feel led to give as it'll help offset the cost of my show. Also, one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist. I have eight under my belt and you can find them all on Amazon.com. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you all so much for your support and I will see you next week.